Hey everybody, welcome back here to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Hope everybody has had a good start to the week. We're going to bang out a quick podcast here. I'm riding solo today talking about the schedule release for Auburn's 2022 schedule. Now we already knew um, the games that were on there. That's kind of how it works. Already knew the games that were on there. We just didn't know what order they would be in and, you know, um, the kind of trends we would see and where Auburn would have a bye week and how many consecutive road games and home games, all that good stuff. Um, so we're going to take a look at some of the trends and uh, where Auburn might uh, might feel comfortable with this schedule and where it might feel pretty dangerous. So if you haven't seen the schedule already, uh, it gets released on SEC Network, um, the big dramatic reveal. Uh, kind of silly. I, I think, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about a general overview of it. I think it's probably pointless to get into the individual games. Like they were saying stuff like, you know, and this weekend, you know, looking at the games on November 12th of 2022, what, what's the, what's the most intriguing matchup to you? It's like, we don't know anything about these teams um, at this point. And we've seen with the transfer portal and super seniors and everything like that, injuries, coaching changes, these teams could look really, really different at that point. So kind of pointless to look at the, the individual matchups and try to break them down this this far ahead um, especially because we've got nine games left of the regular season speaking of which we will be back later this week with a roundtable podcast to break down Auburn's upcoming game against Georgia State and what they need to do um, to tune back up after losing 28 to 20 at Penn State my favorite part was at one point Greg McElroy said again it was a specific like week of games and they said you know what's your favorite what's your favorite game here he said, I like, you know, Georgia at Mississippi State because I think that's going to be the defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs, going up against some other Bulldogs that could really give them some problems with that air raid. I'm like, okay, so you assume you, you think Georgia's winning the national championship, which is fine. That's, you know, that's a fair pick. They could be the best team in the country right now. But, like, let's break that down here and now. Let's break that down for this season. Why do we have to? kind of just gloss that over. You kind of, that kind of just went over everybody's head, you know, <laughs> that you think Georgia's going to win the national championship, you know, focus on the here and now of this season. But you know, that that's, that's what ESPN does. And that's what everybody does um, when they reveal stuff like this, I think. Heck, I mean, the college football playoff reveal is not even as silly as this, in my opinion, because at least those games are coming up. At least those teams are playing that week. The teams that are getting ranked in the top 25, and before the playoff comes up, those teams are playing in the playoff that year. So at least you're breaking down action that's actually happening. But either way, I digress. Let's get into the schedule here. I'm going to read it off real quick, and then we'll break down um, just kind of some thoughts about it. So um, you got two straight, three straight non-conference games to open the season. Obviously, Auburn this year played all four of its non-conference games at the beginning of the year. It's the first time this season that Auburn uh, opened a season with four straight out-of-conference games. Since 1922, they are not doing so next year. They've got an SEC game in there for game four. Um, They host Mercer, they host San Jose State, and then obviously they host Penn State after that. We already knew the dates of all these non-conference games, but so their first three games of the season, Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State, because that's the return trip for that Penn State game. If, if If that game is anything like the game we saw in Happy Valley, obviously Auburn fans would want Auburn to win that game this time around. Um, but if that game is anything like that, then it's going to be great. And uh, obviously, I think everybody is a really big fan of the home and home series 
and actually playing those on campuses as opposed to uh, as opposed to, you know, in in Dallas or Atlanta or something like that, which we've seen a lot of good games in those locations for Auburn over the years. But I think most people would agree that when you get them on campus, uh, it just provides a much better atmosphere and, and an opportunity for fans to check out a different college football program in a different campus. So next you got Missouri is Auburn's SEC opener. So Auburn has never played Missouri at home. Um, this is only the second time since, or excuse me, since they've been in the SEC, have never played Missouri at home. This is only the second time since Missouri joined the conference that Auburn has played them in the regular season. They've played them. This will be their third time overall um, playing them since, uh, since they joined the SEC. They played them in the 2013 SEC championship game. And looking at it here, so they've only met three times before. So only one time in addition to those two times we just talked about is in 1973 in the Sun Bowl. Missouri won that game. But Auburn's never uh, never hosted Missouri before, so first time for that. And then Auburn's got LSU to close out a five-game homestand to start the 2022 season. The last time Auburn played five straight home games to open the season was, uh, was back in 2016. You'll remember they played. See if I can remember them all here. They played Clemson. They played, these are going to be out of order, but Clemson, Louisiana, Monroe, LSU, Texas A&M, and somebody, Arkansas State, the game where Kyle Davis made the crazy catch. But So there's your first five games. Um, still no bye week, so that, that LSU game is on October 1st, so you're leading all the way into October with uh, with consecutive home games inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. Then the first road game of the season. So it's the same as they're doing this year. Um in terms of going LSU and then Georgia, obviously you've got Missouri before that um, this year, they're opening SEC play at LSU and then coming home against Georgia next year. Obviously again, they've got Missouri, but then they host LSU and go at Georgia. So anytime you've got five straight home games, four or five straight home games, you know, there's going to be some sort of payoff that isn't going to be super sightly, but I, I really think, and we'll get into it here in a second, a little more, a little more detail. I really think this, this is not too bad in terms of the way this schedule plays out for Auburn despite having five straight home games. Like there's really no road stretch later that you're like, oh man, this is this is super, super brutal other than this one right here. And really, I think before and after this one, it sets up nicely. But this is easily the most difficult stretch of the season right here. Again, you know, most difficult game could be either at Alabama or at Georgia, but just on paper right now, going at Georgia and then at Ole Miss in back-to-back weeks. Obviously, those are two very different programs you've got to prepare for. You've got to basically prepare for an NFL defense one week. And then you've got to prepare for just a high flying, crazy offense the next week and then the bye week So that's the first seven games of the season for Auburn. You got home, 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 home. And then at Georgia at Ole Miss, and then you get a bye week before you come back home and play Arkansas on the last Saturday of October. So their bye week is October 22nd and the next Saturday, October 29th, they host Arkansas. Um, again, you know, that game looks a little bit more difficult now than it did a couple years ago, just because the direction of the hogs understand Pittman. Then you go at Mississippi state again, in the even numbered years, you've got Auburn's road games are the rivals and the Mississippi schools. So kind of easy to remember you go at Georgia and at Alabama and you go at Mississippi state and at Ole Miss, um, just from a reporter's perspective like that, it's the easiest travel, um, on even numbered years, because all those places, you know, the farthest one, I think, uh, I think Oxford is the farthest. It's like four and a half hours. So everything else is like three and a half hours. You know, Athens is like two hours. Tuscaloosa is like two hours. So really nothing crazy in terms of uh, heading to road games. But And then you come back home against uh, Texas A&M. So after that, uh, 
after that stretch, when you go at Georgia and at Ole Miss, you've got home away, home, home away. So, I mean, when you look at what the schedule was for the first five games of the season, I expected when, because they were revealing it like game at a time, I was expecting them to have like a three straight road game stretch. I don't know if, if you guys remember back in 2019, Auburn played three consecutive games on the road. There was a bye week in there, but they played almost their entire October schedule away from Jordan-Hare Stadium. Not the case here. And actually, they, they get to, to flip and, and uh, go back and forth and play some home games that are actually going to help them to, to maybe load up on some wins. So you got Texas A&M at home. I think that's a good stretch for Auburn right there again. You've got a bye week before you need to load up on wins before the Iron Bowl. So you got bye week and the Arkansas at home. I, I think Arkansas, you know, better program overall right now than Mississippi State. You get them at home. They're probably a better team. Again, it's kind of silly to, to think that. We still see, we'll see what happens more than a year from now. But then you go at Mississippi State. Texas A&M at home is a tough out. You get them inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. Um, I know that hasn't you know been teams have done better on the road in that series than they have at home, but I think it's good to get that team at home. Then you play Western Kentucky, uh, and Auburn's only played Western Kentucky twice before. That was a series back in the uh, Tommy Tuberville era that Auburn enjoyed welcoming to Jordan-Hare Stadium, you know, a group of five opponent that they enjoy bringing in. So they played them first back in 2003. Auburn won that game pretty handily, 48-3, to and they played them two years later. A little bit more competitive, but still a pretty decisive victory for Auburn, 37-14. to So first, uh, first game against West, Western Kentucky – since 2005 and then you end the regular season at Alabama in the Iron Bowl where obviously Auburn has not won um, in Tuscaloosa since 2010 so looking at the schedule as a whole again we'll go back and, and kind of hit on some some of the bigger points the first five games this season I remember that was my freshman year in 2016 for my freshman year at Auburn when they opened with five straight home games and let me just say it sounds really good in theory and for, for businesses and all that kind of stuff and just football returning to Auburn, I think there's no better way to kind of usher that back in um, and have a lot of success around town and getting everybody back and making a lot of money around town and getting everybody excited for football. No better way to do that than, than five straight home games. And this, this setup is a little better, I think, than what they had in 2016 because, yeah, you get two, you get two straight home games that are uh, you know, kind of against lower, lower competition. You play Mercer kind of odd to open the season with an FCS opponent. You don't see Auburn do that super often, but they play Mercer. Obviously the last time they played Mercer was back in 2017. Auburn had five turnovers in that game, um, but Jarrett Stidham set the completion percentage record for the program. And Auburn won that game with Jarrett Stidham on the back of on Jarrett Stidham's arm, obviously, you know, had some turnovers, but he was able to get him to victory and then the defense as well. But that was definitely one of the uglier games of I've ever seen Auburn play in. It reminded me of the Jacksonville State game, although, you know, they were never in you know, a super amount of danger, I don't think, against Mercer because their defense was playing so well. But there were a few games like that under Gus Malzahn when you really think about it. I remember Southern Miss in, uh, in 2018 was a close game. It was like a one-score game in the fourth quarter. So you can never take these teams too lightly. But, yeah, so they're opening the season with an FCS team in Mercer. And then the next week they're playing San Jose State. Obviously, the last time Auburn played San Jose State was back in 2014. Um, Auburn won that game 59-13 to when they were the number five team in the country. Nick Marshall, Ricardo Lewis, Cameron Artis Payne, all those guys put up a heck of a lot of points. So I like the way this setup this sets up, though, again, for Auburn to have these two games. And then you roll right into three really important games. So 
I think, you know, it's nice to have two games to kind of tune up before playing Penn State. It's the same thing they're doing this year. It's a complete mirror image. You play an FCS team at home, and then you play um, a group of five team at home. Now, granted, San Jose State has been a pretty good program over the past couple seasons. Um, I can't remember how many games they won last year, but they were definitely one of the better group of five teams. Obviously, they've got Nick Starkle was there last year, and it's still there this year. Um, the transfer quarterback from both Texas A&M and Arkansas. Um, yeah, they went seven and one last year, um, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I don't know how they're performing right now. We'll look up their schedule, but again, you know, we don't want to get too much into this because it doesn't really matter. Okay. They're two and one right now. They've beaten Southern Utah and Hawaii and they lost to USC. So again, should be a decisive win for Auburn, but I think probably one of the, the stronger group of five programs in the country right now. But again, this sets up well because you've got three straight intriguing games after that. I remember back in 2016, um, they opened with Clemson, the first game of the season. And then you played Arkansas State. Then you played back-to-back SEC games against LSU and Texas A&M. And then your fifth game was Louisiana Monroe before you went into the rest of the schedule. And that was kind of a that was kind of strange to have that. I think, you know, I think it's a little more common to have an SEC game before you go on the road in the SEC for the first time. And so, you know, they, they right out of the gates played a really good team in Clemson and then only had one game to come back and kind of fix things against Arkansas state. And that was a night game. And I, I mean, Arkansas state was not a very good team. And then you come right back and you've got to play LSU the next week. And that's, I remember that was the game where uh, LSU thought they won at the buzzer. And then obviously the the snap didn't get off in time, but so you've got Penn state after you play those first two teams. And then again, that's part of three straight games to close out at home. You play five straight home games at the beginning of the season, Missouri, and then LSU. So can Auburn go five and O in that stretch? Uh, Definitely. I mean, they can definitely start four and O I think is the biggest thing. I think people are looking at this three game stretch after that of LSU at Georgia and at Ole Miss and saying, that's tough. <laughs> That's a tough stretch. You are glad that you have LSU at home because maybe you get into a situation where you beat, obviously you start 2-0. Um, we'll see what Penn State looks like next year, but Auburn obviously is going to have a bit of a, an edge in that game because, you know, they'll not only will it be a revenge spot, but they'll be playing at home. And, um, you know, if, hey, Auburn, if Auburn fans are smart, they'll try to give a, a similar atmosphere than what, Penn, than what Auburn fans were able to experience at Penn State um, last weekend. So, should be a good environment. Should be a tough place for Penn State to win. You start three and zero there. I think everybody can look and, and say, you know, Auburn should beat Missouri at home. Um, Missouri is a decent team right now under Eli Drinkwitz. I like the direction he's got that program. Um, definitely a competitive program. That is a little bit back, a little bit more back in the SEC East scene, but still, I mean, a, a game at Auburn, especially opening SEC play, um, unless you have a, a twenty eighteen Tennessee type performance or really just kind of an underwhelming game. I think Auburn should be able to to pull that one out with relative ease. And then you play LSU again. So you've got plenty of momentum going into that one. Auburn has played well, again, against LSU over the past few years, even in Baton Rouge. Um, But you look back at that, obviously that 2018 game for Auburn at home against LSU, that really stings for them uh, because they thought they had that one in the bag. Other than that, you know, since 2014 was a blowout win for Auburn at home, Against LSU, 2016 was that close win that, that they turned over at the buzzer. 2018 was the blown lead, and they had that big pass from Joe Burrow, and then obviously they hit the field goal at the end of the game. 
And then last year, Auburn's most impressive win of the entire season was against LSU at home, 48 to 11. And so we'll see what happens with LSU this season. Auburn could be in a good position there if LSU is, you know, spiraling downhill and has to make a coaching change or something like that, because that definitely seems like could be a possibility. You know, LSU's a little bit more back on track. We'll see what happens when they play Mississippi State this weekend. But obviously that UCLA loss in week one for them was a little bit difficult to stomach. But so your your optimistic side about those first five games can say, well, you know, you roll to a 4-0 start. You, Penn State is the one you circle there. You really got to win that game. If you roll to a 4-0 start, um, you've got a lot of confidence going into LSU and you can handle your business against LSU at home. All of a sudden that Georgia game is a top 10 game. Both teams probably in the top 10. Um, you've got momentum in going into that game, trying to win at Georgia for the first time in a while. I mean, that 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 uh, that streak is even worse than what Auburn's got in Tuscaloosa right now. Auburn hasn't won in Athens since 2001. So trying to break that streak next season. Again, we'll see what happens when Auburn plays Georgia here in this season in a few weeks. But then you got to go at Ole Miss as well. Um, doesn't matter who's the quarterback for Matt, for, uh, for Matt Corral. For, uh, doesn't matter who the quarterback is for Lane Kiffin next season or or what that even looks like or even if Lane Kiffin is there you know we'll see what happens with with some job openings that could come open but you know I think regardless that that's going to be a tough out especially if Kiffin is there again it's funny to talk about these games when we haven't even seen Auburn play these opponents um, this season but I think just because of the difference like we talked about before just the difference in styles you've got there preparing for a team that routinely you know, every year by year kind of has one of the best defenses, a top five defense in the country in Georgia. And then a team like Ole Miss that um, is just difficult to scheme for on offense and just has a lot of offensive firepower um, and has a defense this year. That's a little bit improved. So obviously, you know, if they just have an average defense, then they, you know, can be a pretty good competitor in the SEC West. So I think we'll know a lot more about that stretch by the end of this season that those two games. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey excuse me, those three games, LSU at Georgia at Ole Miss. I think Georgia, we can be led to assume, is going to have a really good season this year and is going to contend for an SEC championship and possibly a spot in the college football playoff. But those other two teams, I think Ole Miss is going to have a really good year. They seem like one of the better teams in the country. Everyone's like, oh, Matt Corral for Heisman. It's kind of silly to talk about it this early, but obviously his stats have been great. They've been putting up like 53 points a game through three games. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to flirt with double-digit wins this year, or at least try to get close to it. So LSU is really the one I've got my eye on to try to figure out how difficult that stretch really is. But again, you've got the bye week in a really good spot here. So after just a brutal stretch at Georgia and at Ole Miss, you've got the bye week before you're looking at four very winnable games before you can try to before you can try to go to uh, Tuscaloosa and, and win the Iron Bowl on the road for the first time since 2010. So you, know, you might've started the season with four wins out of those first five games, maybe five wins. Um, and then if you drop these next two against Georgia and Ole Miss, you come back and, and you have an opportunity to add four wins here. I mean, I know that, you know, we're looking way ahead and Arkansas is going to be a tough out in Fayetteville this year. We'll see what that team looks like next season, but Sam Pittman definitely has that program 
going in the right direction. I think Mississippi State is probably not going in the right direction under Mike Leach. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of ball left to be played this season, but you, you almost lose to Louisiana Tech and you do lose to Memphis. Um, really not the really not working out the best for him in year two. Well, you know, you wonder if year three for that air raid system is going to be when it finally turns around and gets consistent. Texas A&M, always a good team, um, always a team that's going to give you a lot on defense. And we'll see, you know, when Haynes King, their, their quarterback, is out right now with a leg injury, he might come back for the Auburn game later this year on November 6th. But, you know, we'll see what he looks like over the course of the season once he gets back and if he could provide a true threat for that offense. And then obviously you've got a home game against Western Kentucky that you should win pretty handily. So let's say you start out, you know, pessimistically, you know, maybe you, maybe you're three and two over those first five games, but you could be four and one, something like that. And you come back here and you've got an opportunity again to win all four of these games. And so that's what I wasn't expecting to see when I saw that Auburn started out with five straight home games. I was expecting a pair of really difficult stretches, not three really difficult games being on the road um, kind of separately. I know Georgia and Ole Miss are together, but it's really only one stretch of the year, multiple games where I'm kind of like, "Mm, that's pretty tough Uh, because obviously Alabama is going to be really tough at the end of the year, but you know, drawing Mississippi state on the road as the fourth road team of the schedule. It's kind of nice to offset everything else. The fact that the other three teams are going to look really good. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's a nice draw for Auburn to get Missouri. I think, you know, you're not drawing one of the better teams um, in the SEC East again. Missouri, I think, is probably going in the right direction, but playing that game at home is probably not going to be a massive challenge. We'll see what happens over the course of this season. But so, again, after the bye week, you've got Arkansas at Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Western Kentucky. So you only play two straight road games and then you come back and you play three out of four at home. So this is really this is really a nice schedule. Obviously, um, you know that happens when you're playing eight home games. That doesn't happen super often because most of the time Auburn is either a playing in some sort of non-conference site like a Dallas or an Atlanta, like we talked about against you know all these good teams they play like Washington and Oregon. But or you're playing you know in a, in a home and home series like Auburn did against Penn State and like they're doing in upcoming seasons. Again, reminder: the season after this, after after 2022 is when they go at Cal and they start that series against the Cal Golden Bears and they play that first game um, in Berkeley before it comes back to Auburn. And so lots of cool home and homes on their schedule. From here on out, I think that's going to make those schedules pretty cool. Now, the caveat with all of this, and again, you got Alabama at the end of the year, so you could get some get, could get some wins. I mean, if you're wanting to look you know, realistically at this point, three wins out of that four-game stretch is not, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I just think when when we're already, you know, only a few games into the Brian Harson era, and you look at this seal at the schedule right now, and you're you're talking about just kind of, okay, well, how many wins can they get here and there? And you're already kind of thinking, well, I mean, eight eight wins on this schedule, you know, if Auburn's a decent team, and that's what you have to assume, you know, we're not talking right now like, well, here's how I think they're gonna match up in these games. If you're just thinking Auburn is the kind of team that it usually is, um, you know, if, if Brian Harson gets the team back to where where Gus Malzahn had it to where it was a, you know, pretty competitive team where it seems like that's, that's where they're going to be right now and you know, trying to kind of punch up at the, uh, at the upper crust of the SEC West, then they've got a good shot to win eight games on the schedule. And if they're really, really good, they're going to flirt with double digit wins. So it's one of the tougher schedules in the country, just because you've got to play at Georgia and at Alabama um, at Ole Miss is going to be difficult. And then also you've got LSU on the schedule, Penn state. It's not going to be easy either. And then we'll see what teams like Texas A&M and Arkansas look like, but 
I don't know. I think that middle stretch is really difficult. I think if LSU is good, then playing LSU at Georgia at Ole Miss with no breaks in between is going to be really, really tough. But if you start 5-0, and I think that kind of takes on a different look. And all of a sudden, you got a lot of momentum going into those games. And I think if you're a realistic Auburn fan this far in advance, if you start 5-0, and you look at those two games and you're saying, let's just get one of them. Let's just get Georgia or Ole Miss. If we lose to Georgia – you know, we, we still can't break that streak. Let's let's go in and let's bounce back and let's get Ole Miss. Let's, you know, get, what would that be? So, this, you know, be six and one going into the bye week and have an opportunity to close out with even more wins before setting up for the Iron Bowl. So, um, like I was going to say, so again, the, so the caveat here, we don't know about Texas and Oklahoma. We don't know what that situation looks like. We don't know if those teams are going to be added in this summer. There's a lot of optimism that the SEC – um, and those two programs are going to move quickly and try to get themselves in as soon as possible. Now, I think whenever the Big 12 went and added um, their teams, UCF, you know, Cincinnati, those teams uh, last month or earlier this month, I think that kind of made people realize that it might not be a couple, it might be a couple years. We'll, we'll, we'll just see how hard they push because they had, whenever the Big 12 did that, they had these very specific set dates when when these teams could join and it's not next season. We know, though, that the plan is to have them all in there by 2025. And so, you know, on paper, you're supposed to wait a few years for Texas and Oklahoma. They're officially in, um, but they're supposed to wait for the the uh, rights, the media rights in the Big 12 to expire. But a lot of people think that, um, you know, inf- informed people in the industry, people, reporters that are reporting on things in the industry that have, you know, good knowledge of the of the goings ons that happen um, with these high profile people. Um, and these high, both of these high-profile programs think that there's there's pretty good optimism that these teams are going to join before that, before 2025. Is it as soon as next season? I think they're going to try. Um, I think you know if you're Texas and Oklahoma and you wanted to make this switch, you want to do it as soon as possible. I mean, why not? If you think it's the right thing to do and you think you're going to set your program up for success, um, both financially um, and in terms of your football. Um, your football cachet and, and getting to become a bigger program and really getting out on the ground floor of what might be big college football expansion coming up in the next decade and making yourself playoff contenders consistently in a, in a conference like the SEC. You're trying to get in there as soon as possible. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, so we'll see. <laughs> That's I think that's what a lot of people were thinking and talked about a little bit um, was that with this schedule release, do you have to kind of walk everything back later and say, actually, um, you know, we're, we're slicing divisions all together. We're going to subdivisions, which I'm, or pods, but I think you know, subdivisions is the more popular name for it. Right now we're going to pods. We're going to the pod system um, and everybody gets Texas and Oklahoma. So you'll see which one you play. So um, you know, we'll see how that goes. If so, the schedule will get a lot more interesting because if you've got a pod system, you're probably talking about a couple teams from the other side of the conference that are currently SEC East teams. We'll see if the East and West even exist at that point. Maybe you're playing Texas and Oklahoma or Oklahoma. Maybe you're playing both of them. Maybe you're playing one of them on the road, one of them at home. So, but obviously we have, you know, we have no way to project that at this point. I mean, you probably have to wait for the 2021 season to be over before we really start getting into that stuff. But you never know, you know, you never know. Maybe they can have an opportunity. Maybe Texas and Oklahoma, the brass there and the movers and shakers there have an opportunity to make this happen before the season is over. I mean, we, 
didn't stop them from having a schedule release during the season. But again, they do that. They do that every single time in the SEC. So, so yeah, so the 2022 Auburn football schedule is here, as is the rest of the SEC schedules. You can go and, you know, look up a helmet schedule and kind of see what everyone else is doing. There are a couple interesting, there's some interesting games. You know, Alabama's playing at Texas. We'll see if that game stays, um, if they end up moving around um, and joining the SEC next season or I heard some people talking about, you know, whether that game stays regardless, you know, do they, do they push that game off um, because the SEC is going to add that and Alabama is going to play them in the conference anyway. Um, Vanderbilt plays at Hawaii. It's kind of a cool game. Florida plays, starts a home and home with Utah. They play in Gainesville next year before going to Utah. So uh, a bunch of cool games on the schedule next year across the SEC. You can go check out other teams schedules. I like to use uh, fbschedules.com. They've kind of got all the latest news and stuff like that. Um, but then we've got a story, obviously, on Auburn's schedule, not everybody else's um, at auburnundercover.com. So what to look out for the rest of the week in terms of our Auburn stuff. So we've got uh, got players coming up today, player talking to players back-to-back days. Um, and then obviously Georgia State on Saturday, we're going to have the Roundtable podcast to preview that. Be on the lookout as well um, for a preview piece, the opposition insight piece for Auburn Undercover subscribers, you know, talking about the opposing team sending off a Q and a um, and getting, getting that insider's knowledge of the opposition, because I think Georgia state, well, I don't, I don't even think it's a, you know, it's, it's definitely not a stretch to say that they're the best um, group of five team that Auburn is going to play this season. They did not start the year off like they thought they would. They allowed more than a hundred points and losses to army and North Carolina, which are two pretty good teams, but uh, really their defense struggled in those games. And then they came back and they beat Charlotte, pretty handily um, only allowed one touchdown to Charlotte. And that's a Charlotte team that just beat Duke a couple weeks ago. And I know that doesn't seem super impressive beating Duke, but when you're a team like Charlotte and you can punch up and, and beat an FBS that's the first time they'd ever beaten an FBS team or excuse me, a, a power five team in Duke, um, you know, obviously from the ACC first time program history, they'd beaten a team like that. So Georgia state bounced back. Obviously their head coach is Sean Elliott. You'll remember him being the, Longtime offensive line coach at South Carolina, now running that program. He's in his fifth season there. So they made a quarterback switch, got some injuries on defense. So there are some intriguing things about this team. So be on the lookout later this week. We'll break it down with our friends at the Georgia State um, branch of the 24-7 Sports Network. They've got a site over there, and they're going to join us to talk about that game in that series. So appreciate everybody for listening to this episode. Again, just wanted to kind of stream of consciousness, take a look at the schedule. I really didn't have a lot of time last night to think about it and look it over. I kind of just saw it and was a little busy and didn't have an opportunity to uh, to kind of gather my thoughts on it. So I kind of wanted to just come back and take a step back um, and look at it as a whole and, and see, you know, what we think about what, what Auburn could do next season. It's kind of silly to, again, to look ahead that much right now, but I think we can kind of look at how the games shape up as opposed to the individual matchups and, you know, can Auburn bounce back and, you know, can Auburn beat Penn state next year? Can they avenge that? It's like, we have no idea. We have no idea what either team is going to look like. And we literally just played that game this season on September 18th. And we're already looking ahead to September 17th of next season. So, but again, I do think, you know, if you're going to have a five game home stretch to start the season, you could do worse than this. We'll see how Penn state and LSU are, but you could do worse than this. It's kind of a, a killer there in the middle to go at Georgia and at Ole Miss, but maybe you could snag that Ole Miss win, or and we'll see what happens with Georgia. And then, again, an opportunity to load up on some wins before the Iron Bowl. So I think it plays out really well, all things considered, if you have five straight 
home games. And then obviously the teams that Auburn always plays in even numbered years, it's never going to be easy, but I think it does flesh out pretty nicely for Auburn to go in and have another successful season in year two under Brian Harson. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Auburn undercover podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed just that quick breakdown. If you did, please leave us a five-star review. That's the number one thing that helps us out. Again, we will have a roundtable podcast later in the week, breaking down the Georgia State game, what Auburn needs to do to bounce back in that one. The intro and outro music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode this week, everybody have a great rest of the week. I'll talk to you all later.